This is Extra Hot Great Minis. Today's topic, the theoretical sketch canon. For her extra credit, Kat K wants to know if there were a secondary canon just for comedy sketches, which, by the way, there is not. We are not going to start one. <laughs> theoretical. <laughs> but if there were, which yes. there isn't, yes. what would each of us put in there? And so I will go first. Um, when I was a very cool, uh, <laughs> much in demand, no boyfriend having high school student, I memorized <laughs> many I Monty Python Flying Circus sketches because I bought all those albums. Sure. And I listened to them, and um, I knew all of the words of many of them, including the spam one, which it's hard to learn all those words because it just repeats spam all the time, but I'm telling you, I had it all right. (laughs) But the one that I actually would choose, as much as I've loved other uh, sketch comedy, is the one called Four Yorkshiremen. Who would have thought 30 years ago we'd all be sitting here drinking Chateau de Chasselet? Them days, we're glad to have the price of a cup of tea. A cup of cold tea. Without milk or sugar. Or tea. In a cracked cup and all. Oh, we never used to have a cup. We used to have to drink out of a roll-up newspaper. The best we could manage was to suck on a piece of damp cloth. (laughs) So it goes on from there with them all trying to outdo one another where I lived in a shitty house. Well, I didn't even have, we didn't have a room. We lived in a corridor. We used to dream of living in a corridor. We lived in a box. We lived in a hole in the ground. We didn't have a hole. We lived in a lake, etc. So it goes on and on in, in, in a <laughs> style of comedy, which I enjoy, which, which it's taking to its, its, log- its illogical extreme, this whole idea of like, because yeah. the last line at the button of the sketch is, and if you try and tell young people today that, they won't believe you, <laughs> which is a, still a good joke today that everyone always thinks they have it the hardest. Yeah. And uh, usually they're full of shit. Yeah. Joe. Nice. Mine, my, this basically boiled down to me, um, which is my favorite SNL sketch, because I that's really the one sketch show that I've ever had any kind of real loyalty to. <laughs> and I couldn't, I'm not going to pick my favorite SNL sketch of all time, because that is a fool's errand. <laughs> I figured this is sketch canon, something that I would consider canon worthy, and something that I feel like not a lot of people talk about. Justin Timberlake gets a lot of credit for his SNL stuff, because he's done a lot of really great stuff. Yes. But the stuff everybody mostly talks about, Dick in a Box, Omeletteville, all rightly so, mm-hmm. Barry Gibb Talk Show. Yes. All that stuff is just fantastic stuff. The one that I always remember and I always bring up and nobody else really does, uh, there was a Target Lady sketch when he was on maybe three mm-hmm. years ago, something like that. Um, Kristen Wiig is the Target Lady and Justin Timberlake uh, in drag as Target Lady's friend Peg. <laughs> Peg, you're back! You are never going to believe what just happened to me, girl. I was checking my mascara in one of the fish tanks when all of a sudden I felt this tiny pinch on the edge of my panty band. I looked around, pushing my slacks down to my ankles and found something crawling on me. It was a black widow spider. That was a poisonous. I know. So I flicked it on the ground and realized, get this, it was a half-flattened licorice jelly bean. So there I was, laughing with my comfort slacks around my ankles by the fish tank at Target. Classic bitch. This is one I of don't those... even remember this sketch, but that's amazing. It's so good, and there's so many other great parts in it. There's a part where uh, Keenan Thompson, after Peg leaves to go find something, and Keenan Thompson comes up, and he goes to Abby Elliott, because target lady is also skedaddled of course and classic he goes, target lady and, and he goes uh, and he's asking if the lady at the register is who he thinks it is and he goes uh does does her haircut look like she has bangs that go all the way around her head and she goes yes <laughs> do her voice box sound like it's covered in egg <laughs> <laughs> um but it's just and honestly part of it is that the tar that uh 
classic Peg does seem like a character who could be played by our friend Mark Blankenship. Yes. Because it's yes. got like his Tennessee accent is really Tennessee. is coming out. Yeah. Um, it's just really, really funny. It's very and specific. It's very specific. And you can tell this is one of those, Justin Timberlake will always let you know that he's having fun in the sketch. Like there's always a wink or something. And he does that here. But it's, I just enjoy watching mm-hmm. them have fun. And it's not like him and like Andy Samberg where you can see it's just like sort of like bros. It's like he and Kristen Wiig really get into like the back and forth of it. Yes. And I don't know. I just love it. So keeping in mind this is the theoretical ske- uh, sketch canon, mm-hmm. not a real one, <laughs> because really we, that would be a whole other podcast. It would. Because, you know, I was thinking, well, whatever, you know, what, Mr. Show, yeah. Monty uh-huh. Python, yeah. like, where do I go? And, you know, as soon as you think of that, oh, this is a sketch. And you're like, oh, wait, but the one beside it, that was really, I don't, yeah. you can't, it's just so many, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's hard enough to choose a show, never mind when a show has 10 sketches. Um. My favorite, I do love absurdist humor. And one of my favorite things, and it's like not a sketch anybody ever talks about, but there's this in the Monty Python's Flying Circus, the TV show. Yes. There's this uh, skit that begins uh, with the semaphore version of Wuthering, Wuthering Heights. Heights. <laughs> and it's just Heathcliff and Catherine on, on the field you know, doing, <laughs> on doing their, heel- doing, doing their flag, their flag, you know, yes. whatever the uh, <laughs> yeah, motions. It's amazing. And then, but then it gets, again, much like Tara's choice, it, it's the comedy of addition. It adds upon it. It gets more and more absurd. There's the uh, gunfight at the OK Corral in Morse Code. Yeah. Yeah. And, but the one that really just tickled my fancy <laughs> was uh, Julius Caesar, the play, and an Aldous lamp, which is, you know, like the ship to ship lamps. Oh, you yeah. You know, on battleships of yore. Uh-huh. And <laughs> so, yeah, like all the senators, they come up and they start stabbing Julius Caesar. And then he's and he, going crazy with his <laughs> lamp. just flashing. He's just flashing A2 Brutus oh, on his God, lamp really quick so as good. he dies. It's just so stupid. Oh my God. Totally unclippable, though. Yeah. So yeah. I wanted something I could clip. And it's been in my head recently because I like rediscovered it the other day. And it's a Kids in the Hall skit called uh, Running Faggot. And <laughs> it's from 80... From season one. 89 then, right? Yes. Yeah. So really old man yeah. this made me feel old so one of those things that actually was like oh fuck i'm old now because <laughs> um, when we were talking about it the other night i was like that's that's a it's kind of sad how little ground has been gained in 20 years and dave's like 20 years i was like i bet <laughs> well and not only was, so well, i'll play this in a second but not only like ground not gained but like ground lost like yeah. you're gonna this is a sketch that's basically just like a matter of fact story about a guy who's gay that solves problems it's like he's like the littlest hobo or <laughs> the incredible hulk <laughs> But, but he's a gay guy in like a buckskin suit played right. by Scott Thompson with a coonskin cap. Uh-huh. And he's on a green screen. He's running yes. around. It's just like the actual physicality of it. It's really funny. But yes. the point is, is the fact that this guy is a faggot has absolutely <laughs> nothing to do with anything. So here we go. This is the start of it. There's like four segments, but this is the first one. This is a song about a great folk hero. Running free. Running free. Running faggot. Running faggot. Running free. See the faggot. See the running faggot. Running faggot. Running free. Howdy, stripling. Howdy, faggot. (laughs) Well, what can I do for you? My puppy's hungry. I don't know what to do. Mm. Why not try feeding it puppy food? Good idea, faggot. Why don't you stick around and see the results? Nope. Gotta be hitching a ride on the wind. Running faggot, running free. See the faggot, he fed a puppy. Running faggot, running free. 
And then he goes on to solve other problems like, uh, you know, why don't you just talk to the Indians instead of fighting them? Yes. Um, and, you know. He's got a lot of good ideas. Yeah. So. Uh, it, and then it ends with. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No. It, it, it's just. I, I enjoy the, like, I can't believe that we've actually lost ground on this where you can't, yeah. I mean, on one sense, you know, th- there's two things happening. One is sort of that, you know, the, the conservative liberal push pull that's happening yes. in the media and sort of the, the, um, uh, uh, kind of cloud that's over like what you can do and what you can't do. But mm-hmm. also, but on the other side, you know, there's obviously been real gains made in the civil rights aspect of it, Yes, but you couldn't put this on TV now. Even though Scott Thompson presumably wrote it. Oh, I assume so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so, I think some of the novelty of it also, because it's not there anymore, then it's the, it loses some of that comedy aspect too, where it's just that shock value doesn't shock people anymore. I think if you played this now, it would shock a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I think the word usage... It wouldn't but shock I think, us. Yeah. But I think it would shock a lot of people. Well, it certainly it would, would be controversial, I think, yeah. for the word, but yeah. not for the idea of... Well, this is an interesting talk because, you know, I often think that we're in a bubble here. Uh-huh. You know, like yeah. sometimes when I go outside of our, you know, New Yorky, you know, group of friends, say online, uh-huh. go, well, play, go play Team Fortress or go play anything. Which like, is another bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. which is another. Yeah, true. But I'm just saying like it's 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 easier to say, oh, we've actually made a lot of progress, you know, yeah. because we have created a community in which is an accepting, but the community only lives inside this larger area where there's still a lot of, yeah. you know, yeah. eyebrows and And not only about gay stuff, but like when we went to um, to Las Vegas a couple of years ago with Adam, you, you took, a, you walked home and Adam and I were in a car, at a cab. This was in like 2011 mm-hmm. and 2010. And, and so we're, we're taking this cab and the cabbie's like, you know, trying to make a connection because he wants a bigger tip and he's like where are you from we said new york and he's like so what do you think about that ground zero mosque like really oh god really las vegas cabbie um, you're gonna pull out the morality when yeah. i had to walk past seven thousand whore cards on the <laughs> strip today like anyway everyone draws the line in a different place but what's yeah. funny to me about watching that sketch now is the last line of it is godspeed through texas vegas oh, god. And that's when i'm like yeah, yeah. That, that hasn't changed yeah. unfortunately yeah, so I mean, it, it, it's I like it because it says a, a few different things, right? Yeah. I mean, it is sort of like of its time, and at that time, it was like you know, well, it was revolutionary for a sketch comedian to even be out. Yeah, but, you know, yes. And then on top of that, we're saying, here's a guy, he's gay, and he's solving problems. Yeah, and you're bringing all the baggage into the sketch people, right. you right. know. And yeah. I, I kind of like that yeah. about it. And yeah. I just don't, I don't really hear that much today on network right. television, right? I mean, there's a lot of it on the internet, and yeah. I think yes. you can consume that message, but I knew you're not consuming it on corporate entities anymore. Yes, but it's like point. we were talking about with race and Better Off Ted last week, where it's like, it's, di- it's difficult to make a joke about race that isn't racist, and yes. this is a joke about homophobia that isn't homophobic. Yeah, yeah, that's good. All right, so that is our theoretical uh, sketch canon. Theoretical. <laughs> oh, my God. Not real. <laughs> <laughs>